Welcome back to Scotland Talks, bringing you less stress and more success with the power of joy. I'm Anne Scotland, author, teacher, motivational coach, and joy advocate. I'm so glad you decided to join me today because I've got some fun stuff to share with you. And please like and subscribe or comment on whatever platform you're listening. I super appreciate it. And for more, more information, you can go to my website, annscotland.com, or my feeds on Twitter, Instagram, at annscotland. So today I'm talking about three ways to diffuse anxiety. Three ways to diffuse anxiety. And hold on there, they're probably not the three ways you would automatically think. They're probably not the three things you would automatically think. What do you usually automatically think when someone says, here, let me tell you how to help your anxiety? Oh, you know, relaxation, meditation, excellent things, by the way. And I will come back to that because there's a place for that. But here's three things to challenge your way of thinking about anxiety that you may not hear every single day. So I cannot wait to share with you. But before I get started, I do want to give a shout out um, to one of my great viewers who wrote in after last week's episode. And this is Zaki. And Zaki says, hi, Anne. I'm going through skepticism and I feel uncertainty about a lot of things. I've been there, Zaki. I know how that feels. I don't know why, but I feel like I'm doubting everything in my life right now. I'd love to hear your opinion on how I could be happier, and it would be awesome to hear your advice. And that's Zaki from West Java, Indonesia. Thank you, Zaki. Thank you so much for writing in. It's always wonderful to hear from all of yours far or near. And West Indonesia is not a place I've been. Actually, West Java, Indonesia. I stand corrected. I would love to visit that place someday. So Zaki, um, I realize that you're talking about uncertainty and I'm guessing that you're feeling some anxiety right now because usually those often go hand in hand a bit. I mean, much of the anxiety we experience comes from uncertainty. So Zaki, I'm talking about anxiety today and I think you're gonna find some suggestions here that will apply to your uncertainty as well. So stay tuned, I am gonna come back to you. I'm gonna be talking to you more during the episode, but in the meantime, listen to what we have here. So now for all of you about anxiety, here's the inside scoop. I have anxiety. I have had anxiety on and off all my life, and I've spent a lifetime learning how to manage it. Now, it hasn't always been clinical chronic anxiety, but I do get anxiety easily. I, I have high standards, I'm a really hard worker, and when things aren't going well or I'm having some kind of emotional challenge, I experience anxiety. In fact, to be honest, no, I try to always be honest, just so you know, for real. I was actually having anxiety about doing this show about anxiety. <laughs> I actually was, and it was because it feels so close to home right now. I thought, how can I do a show about anxiety when I am experiencing a lot of anxiety? And I almost didn't do it, but I decided it was the perfect time to do it because at least it's relatable. So yes, so I have some anxiety going on in my life and anxiety is usually a cumulative mixture of a lot of things, right? Um, but in my life right now, uh, one, I had an extended family member who just passed away tragically. Um, not super extended, actually, my father-in-law, so um, a wonderful man who I knew very well and a big part of our family, and he passed away tragically. And then also another family member who's been critically ill, and that just causes so much stress and anxiety and worry and changes in your everyday, everyday lifestyle. 
Also, I'm in the process of packing. You can't see my office right now because it's being packed, but I'm in the process of packing and moving to a different house. Because of that, I have a lot of unexpected bills right now because of ill family members, death in the family, all the costs and expenses of moving. So you can see, I have been experiencing some anxiety in my life in the last week or two. And if you're experiencing anxiety, you are not alone. Because anxiety is when everyday stress starts to just feel overwhelming, right? We all have everyday stress. If we didn't have stress, we'd never get up in the morning, we'd never get anything done, we'd never eat. If your body wasn't stressed and say, I'm hungry and I need energy, we'd never eat. If we didn't ever felt the, the, the need to move our muscles, if we didn't ever feel that sort of agitation to get up and move and get some exercise, we'd never exercise and we'd just fall apart basically. So anxiety is as part of stress that's part of everyday life. I'll reword that. Stress is those little things, healthy stress, that make you do the healthy things you need to do, take care of yourself, take care of your family. Anxiety is when those everyday stresses start to just feel overwhelming. And if the anxiety becomes so strong that you can no longer live and work normally, then it has moved from regular everyday garden variety anxiety into the realm of clinical anxiety. And I have had clinical anxiety in the past. I'm glad to say I don't anymore. Um, but you're not alone if you're in that category either, because recent studies have shown us that severe anxiety affects over 40 million adults in the United States. Severe anxiety affects over 40 million adults in the United States. So if your anxiety is crippling you to the point where you can't go about your daily life, if you can't get up in the morning, if you can't concentrate at work enough to get a task done, if you, if you can't take care of yourself or others that are dependent on you, then it's probably time for you to seek clinical help, get a referral from a trusted friend and find a therapist who you can talk to uh, about your clinical anxiety. However, if your anxiety is tough, but like mine right now, not crippling, then I'd like to share with you three ways to diffuse your anxiety. And I have learned these methods from my own experience and from working with my clients, as well as from my professional training as a coach and a teacher and from my own mentors as well. So all, this cumulative, all these cumulative bits of learning are coming to you in this form today in the three ways to diffuse anxiety and you may have never heard them before, or at least not together. Well, you've heard all these standard suggestions, which I, I already said, you know, like if you're feeling anxious, then meditate, exercise, that's great. But maybe you are applying some of those things in your life and you're still having a lot of anxiety and you can't figure out why. You're like, you know, I am doing some breathing, I am meditating, I am walking, and I don't really feel like it's making a huge difference, maybe for a little while or a few minutes or an hour, but then the anxiety just starts kind of rolling back in like, like some ocean fog if you live on the Pacific Coast, which I do here in California. <laughs> when that dark fog comes rolling in, you kind of can't see anything. Anxiety can kind of be like that. And you, you, know, you did some good things, but it just came rolling back in. Okay, so you ready for your three ways? We're gonna do three ways to diffuse anxiety. And here we go. Number one, stop trying to solve it. Hmm, yeah, stop trying to solve it. Stop trying to figure it out. It's exhausting. Now, 
if you, again, are having clinical anxiety and you can't function, then you do need to figure some of it out. But this everyday kind, the cyclical thinking in your mind that is not helping you and just wearing you down, you need to take a break from it. Stop trying to solve it. I mean, does it generally make you feel less anxious when you're trying to solve it? I mean, when you try to figure it out, does it make you feel better? You may feel like you're doing something, but ah, that's a trap because we are addicted to doing as opposed to letting go. More on that maybe next time. But so how do you do this? How do you stop trying to solve it? Well, take a step back and give yourself a break from that constant obsessing and overthinking. And if you actually need to figure something out, get the help you need to figure it out. But often it can help so much just to let your mind rest a bit. Stop asking why for a little while. And I can almost feel anxiety coming up right now about that because I'm like, well, if I'm not constantly working on it, if I'm not constantly brainstorming around it, if I'm not uh, constantly trying to figure out solutions to all these issues that are coming up in my life, I'm going to get behind. I'm, it's not going to work out. Like, what if I don't figure it out? But as we've talked before on your inner genius... You can wear yourself out. You wear your inner genius out. You gotta rest. You gotta recoup so that you're clearer when you actually are in a position to make decisions. So interrupting this pattern of, of trying to constantly solve it and figure out can be very, very helpful. It is for me. I was, for example, in a previous relationship where life happens. My partner left me for someone else. And my biggest part of my anxiety that happened to me every single day was this mental looping over and over, trying to figure it out, trying to figure out what he'd done wrong and why, trying to figure out if I was the reason he'd done it, trying to figure out why someone I love so much would walk away from me, trying to figure out how he could treat me like that. You know, I felt like a, a dog left in a ditch with no explanations, just vanishing after a pretty normal and healthy relationship. Healthy, but you know, standard. So, I was reeling from that and I would just mentally loop and loop and loop. And the place that I would do that the most often because it was so comforting sort of was in the warm shower. I don't know if you've been stressed or anxious or depressed, you've probably found how wonderful it is to just stand in a warm shower or a bathtub. But a lot of times just that warm shower, you know, kind of takes us back to that fetal experience, warm, comfortable water. Um, trying to, to comfort ourselves. But the problem was I could not stop this process of looping, 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 looping. And there was only one thing that ever stopped it for me because I could stand in there for a long, long time. And that was when the hot water heater ran out of water. When <laughs> it ran out of hot water. The only way I could interrupt my process of looping was when the water got so cold I had to get out of the shower because I hate cold water. I hate it. I hate it. I hate cold water. I hate swimming in super cold water. I don't like cold water. So it would interrupt me because, hey, hello, you got to get on with your life. Kick in the butt. Get out of the shower and go do something practical and helpful. So thank goodness for the hot water heater or I would probably still be in there looping away years later and <laughs> wondering why I couldn't figure it out. So but by by stopping trying to solve the problem, it doesn't mean you can't take action. Don't get that idea. But the feelings, the feelings of anxiety and worry that you just 
immerse yourself in over and over and again, those are only going to cloud your mind and paralyze your ability to think and strategize and work. And ultimately later, find good solutions for yourself. So stop trying to solve it. Stop trying to figure it out. Normally, normal anxiety is a totally natural part of life. I mean, we had it in childhood to keep us alive, to make sure that something terrible wouldn't happen, that we wouldn't lose our parents who were our lifeline, our support and, and care and protection, um, to uh, not get hurt in a tragic way, to be a little bit anxious about many things and careful. Uh, anxiety was part of us staying alive. It was part of, you know, this, this ancient instinct within us, some instinctual and some learned about how to survive in the world and to be happy and healthy and cared for and loved and have food and shelter. Really basic stuff goes back, go back to Maslow, right? Um, so as a child, this was critical to us and it still is to a certain extent. But as an adult, really all anxiety is for us is a form of fear. It's just your nervous system. Your nervous system doesn't realize it's grown up now and that you are not likely going to die from your anxiety. You're likely going to pull through it. And likely the thing you're so anxious about that seems life and death right now or really, really pressing right now will eventually be something that you either completely forget about altogether once you've moved past it or you learn it as a great tool. You learn how to solve it, move through it and get on with your life. So my friend, let the mind game go. You can't win. You don't have to believe me, but you can't win. So if you win at your mind game and your anxiety poof, just goes away, let me know because I want to study your technique. There's really no winning or losing at this. There is only the toll it's going to take on your physical and emotional wellness. So today in my own life, I decided to Stop trying to solve all these issues I'm having in my own anxiety about money and health and taking care of family and paying bills and moving and how I'm going to do this and how I'm going to do that and just circling and circling. I decided to stop trying to solve everything right now while I was having anxiety and just run with it and do this episode. Take some practical action. Get up. Do something. Which brings me to point number two in my three ways to diffuse anxiety. So, you ready? Number two, stop resisting it. Just stop resisting it. What? That doesn't sound right. I said that's exactly what I said. Stop resisting the anxiety. Guess what? It is okay to fall apart a little. It's okay, guys. It's okay to let yourself feel what is beneath the fear to feel where it is in your body. And you can diffuse some of your anxiety paralysis, I call it anxiety paralysis, by going to a safe place and getting still and close your eyes and find exactly where in your body you are feeling and experiencing the anxiety. I'm not talking about meditation per se. I'm not talking about relaxation techniques right now. I'm talking about getting in touch with your body and actually identifying where you're feeling this anxiety. Is it in your stomach? Is your stomach in knots? Is it down lower? Is it in your gut? Do you have pain or, or, or contraction there? Do you, is, it, is it in your chest? Do you feel like you can't breathe? Is it maybe, is it in your, is it in your throat where you, you just feel like you also can't breathe or that it's difficult to speak? Just, just feel your body and get in touch with your anxiety. Stop trying to resist it. 
You're not going to fall apart by just feeling it because Again, this was for kids. This was to keep us alive as kids. This anxiety that is in your body now is actually being experienced by a very capable adult with a lot of life experience and a lot of tools and helpful people in your life who can help you. So relax and just let your body feel it. Just stop and let your body feel it. I often feel mine kind of in my sternum area, like a tight, like a like a knight, like a tight, like a, a rock or or a golf ball, or, or, or a tennis ball, something kind of big and hard. That's, that's where I tend to hold my anxiety, right there, sort of between the heart and the lungs. Um, now, I'm not offering you a cure for that right now. I'm just saying, don't be afraid to feel where your body is experiencing the anxiety. Because by being willing to face it, confront it, to just really acknowledge it being the best word, by being willing to acknowledge it, you're actually going to relieve some of the pressure you've been experiencing. Really feel it. And your, and your body will probably deal with it a bit for you. Your body's incredibly smart. Your body will deal with it a bit for you if you give it a chance. If you relax your brain enough to experience your body and identify where you're feeling the anxiety. And your, your body will process often, not every time, but sometimes. I mean, you might cry. You might be surprised. You might yell. You might need a pillow to pummel. I don't know. If that's what your body feels like it needs to get out, let it do it. Remember, we are animals. We're mammals. We are creatures. We are not just this. We are a body. And your body is so evolutionary smart. It is so smart. It can help you, support you, carry you, but you have to give it a chance. When you're afraid, your body feels the need for fight or flight. And when that fear is intellectual and emotional and you don't have a real lion to run from, I don't think, if you don't have a real lion to run from, but you're experiencing anxiety, your body gets tight and confused. And what makes that often a problem is because your body's tight and confused and not getting out some of that anxiety, not processing some of the stress, it often makes your feelings of anxiety actually rise even higher. Do you just feel tight or anxiety paralysis? Like I've, I, I use that word casually. I'm not trying to use that clinically, but you ever feel that like you just kind of stare at the wall or you just can't get out of bed in the morning or you're just like, I have this task in front of me, but I just can't seem to get started because I'm, I'm stuck here or you're stuck in your body. Your body's like, I think you should be running or fighting for your life. And I don't think like writing this business email right now is the most important thing. See, see, see how the body is smart. It's like I'm, 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 I'm holding on to adrenaline here to release, to save your life, and you're sitting here writing an email. And so there's a disconnect. There's a mind-body disconnect. Um, so, <laughs> so you don't want that to happen because your anxiety rises even higher when you feel anxious about being anxious. And if you've ever experienced anxiety, don't tell me you have never had that experience <laughs> feeling anxious about being anxious. It's because your body needs to release some of it. So what the hey? Let yourself fall apart a little. Let yourself fall apart a little. You are not going to die. In reality, often when we're anxious about something, we make ourselves even more anxious with this idea and this fear that we might actually fall apart. What will happen if I actually fall apart? Well, what would happen exactly? I might. It might actually make you feel better to know how you would feel, because if you feel it, 
you'll realize that you felt it, and maybe it wasn't super, but that you didn't fall apart. You see where I'm going with this? Get yourself out of it. So if you're in a safe place, once again, where you're not going to hurt yourself or others, then go ahead and feel it. Let your body feel it. Let it get some of that toxic anxiety out. Again, this is for when you're experiencing low to moderate levels of anxiety, not crippling clinical anxiety, uh, and definitely not in a situation where you could hurt yourself or others. But if you are feeling safe and secure in the sense that you're in a safe situation for yourself and others, then get it out of your body. Scream, yell, verbalize, physicalize, act out what your body is feeling and try, if you possibly can, to do this for several minutes until you start getting tired. Have you ever seen a kid have a temper tantrum? That's what's happening. We judge it often if we don't understand it, but basically they're trying to relieve their anxiety, stress, anger, whatever it is, and they let their body go crazy to get it out. And eventually they just kind of get exhausted and stop because their body is complete with it. The body has finished it. So as an adult, there's other things you can do. Scream, yell, physicalize, punch a pillow, punch a punching bag, um, go kickboxing. You can run, you can do jumping jacks, you can dance, turn on some killer music and dance. Um, I have a friend who likes to go hit softballs. She says, I just love that feeling when you hit that ball with the aluminum bat and there's this reverberation that comes down the bat and I just feel like I just hit the heck out of something. <laughs> and, and it gives her a great sense of physical relief when she's experiencing stress or anxiety. So let your body let off some steam. Let it let off some steam. Give your poor body a break so that it can help you give your mind a break. There are also a variety of breathing exercises you can do to rapidly oxygenate your body and brain. And that's something I go in in some of my deeper work with my clients. You know, breathing exercises, rapid breathing, oxygenating, oxygenating the body and brain. You only want to do that if you're not in danger of a panic attack and you um, are doing it with a trained professional who knows what they're doing or has experience. But it can be a great tool. If you don't have anxiety problems with breathing or panic, this is a great way to cleanse your system of some of that. And when you've spent yourself a bit, then go practice some of those other techniques you usually hear about for anxiety, right? Get still, get present, be mindful, use relaxing music, meditation, poetry, get better sleep, or whatever it is that most relaxes you and most puts you in a sense of ease, puts you in a state of ease. And because you've actively already now gotten a lot of that physical tension out with those physical activities you used earlier, running, jumping jacks, dancing, punching the pillow, <laughs> to stop resisting the anxiety by experiencing that anxiety, physicalizing and getting it out, some of it out instead, now these quieter meditations or activities will often benefit you so much more and last longer than they could have possibly lasted otherwise because you've cleansed your system, you've cleansed your physiology a bit to get this anxiety out and now you can start making room to let peace, relaxation and senses of well-being back in. And as a bonus, I'm putting a URL for you in the notes of some of my favorite gentle music for relaxation and clarity. 
Maybe it's your kind of music, maybe it isn't. I happen to like this one. I have a lot though. So I'm putting this one in the notes for you um, in case you wanna do a relaxation or meditation session and just kinda let go. But challenge yourself to do that physical act, actualizing first, really physically get into it first. And then when you kinda wear yourself out, then go for the full relaxation. So for example, today I got still and listened to meditation music. But first I did jumping jacks. Yes, because they're easy, fast, and I don't have to leave the studio. Jumping jacks and breathing exercises. And I did some muscle cleansing work, which is you know similar again to just physicalizing out areas of stress that you feel in your body. Then my peaceful practice was so much more effective. So to recap number two, and then I gotta get this going because we are gonna run out of time. To recap number two, Stop resisting the anxiety. Allow yourself to really feel it and let the body cleanse some of that anxiety out. And guess what? It's okay to fall apart a little. It's okay. And now number three in my three ways to diffuse anxiety. Number three, don't let your anxiety make itself at home. Don't let your anxiety make itself at home. In other words, don't give it a couch and feed it snacks. Don't indulge your anxiety. I'm bringing a sense of humor to this, but I believe it is very true. From my own experience and out of my clients, I find that even though we hate those feelings of anxiety, we sometimes get addicted to the mental obsession that we may be having. We get addicted to it. So if you really wanna diffuse some of your anxiety, don't let your anxiety make itself at home. Take away some of your anxiety's power by saying something like, hey, anxiety, I feel you. I am very aware of you. You can stop working overtime to get my attention because, hey, yeah, you've got my attention now. I'm listening, I'm paying attention, I'm being careful, I'm making sure I'm not in danger. So guess what, you can relax. You can relax a bit. I realize something's going on here and I am willing to feel it and I am willing to sit with it and see where it lands. Because guess what? Mr. Mrs. Whoever you are, anxiety. <laughs> I'm not going to fall apart. It is not going to kill me. I'm a grown adult and I don't have to relate this anxiety. I don't have to relate to this anxiety like a child. My fear may feel real but it may not be as critical as I think it is. And I'm not going to let you sit here and ruin my life unless I really am running from a lion. I don't see a lion. <laughs> so have a little conversation with your anxiety and be kind to yourself, but be also be firm, be firm and be honest and give yourself some credit for being an adult who can take care of, them, can take care of themselves. Now, I don't care what some people say. I also find that talking to yourself out loud can be extremely therapeutic. <laughs> if you don't do it, just try it. Forget all those stereotypes about it. Try it. When I have these chats with myself, I often get emotional very quickly. I start putting my anxiety off guard and sometimes I end up crying and, and relieving some of the tension, getting it out. Or sometimes I end up genuinely laughing out loud at the irony of it all. 
Or for some people, maybe, maybe you get angry. But whatever it is, have those chats with yourself because somehow when you verbalize it, you actually start to hear what your brain is doing. When it's stuck up here, you can't really hear the rationale in it. It all seems absolutely rational. But when you verbalize it, when you get it out, you kind of start to hear, hear yourself. Um, and, and you're thinking, okay, yes, this is an issue. And yes, I'm anxious about it. But hey, this doesn't have to end my life. This doesn't have to inhibit me from taking action. This doesn't happen to have to interfere in my life in such a way that I can't do what I need to do. And when I hear myself verbalize it, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm I'm going to be okay. So, so, so I have this huge move, huge move coming up and, and there's financial issues and all these other things. And it's stressing me out when I'm up here. It's just, but when I say it out loud, I'm like, yeah, so that's a thing. But I've been through that kind of stuff before. I'm going to be fine. Yeah, that's a bill. That is a bill. But I've had bills before and I worked through it before. And I'm still here and I still have my health and I'm still well and I still have family and I still have friends. So I'm not going to let that paralyze me. So don't let your anxiety make itself at home. Interrupt it. Take away its Doritos. Get it off the couch. And you don't have to snap your wrist with a rubber band to do this. What? No, don't punish yourself. Please don't punish yourself. Love yourself. Just interrupt your anxiety and start to break those endless looping thoughts. Interrupt them. Interrupt them. Make it give you, make your anxiety give you the TV remote. I don't care whatever visual works for you. Get busy, get productive, get your anxiety and maybe even yourself off the couch. And finally, to prevent your anxiety from making itself at home. To prevent your anxiety from making itself at home, focus on what is okay in your life. What is okay in your life right now? Interrupt the anxiety. Focus on what is going well for you. Focus on the ways you're still functioning because if you're listening to this, you are still functioning. And give yourself credit for that. Give yourself credit for getting this far. Celebrate your strength and wisdom and experience and Remind your anxiety that before, before this, you have come through tough times. You've come through tough times before and you came out and you're okay. So your anxiety should get on ready to move out and start looking for a new place. That's what I tell it. Get out of my place and start looking for a new place because I am not going to let you, anxiety, make yourself at home here. And back to Zaki. Hi, Zachy. I have not forgot about you. You said you were experiencing, you're experiencing some skepticism and some uncertainty and doubting everything in your life right now, and that you'd like to hear my opinion on how you could be happier. Well, my answer to you is that skepticism, uncertainty, and doubt are all sensations that tend to cause us tension and stress and anxiety. So I suggest you try those three things I've suggested here today in your own personal situation. One, stop trying to solve it. Stop trying to figure it out. I know you're a really smart guy, you're an engineer, and this is where you like to live, up here. 
but give it a break because I don't think it's probably making you feel any better. I think it's making you feel worse. And the chances of you actually solving or figuring out what is causing you all this, um, if it's just lifestyle and questions and how to work, go from here, it, it's just going to keep going. So at least give it a break. If you can't stop altogether, I understand. Try to give it a break. Remind yourself, regardless of the outcome of these doubts I'm having, I'm still going to be okay. You're still going to be okay. And number two, stop resisting it. Stop, re stop resisting it. When you're having thoughts of uncertainty, stop trying to resist them. Have the thought. Let it happen. Move through it, but don't get stuck there. And if you feel like you're stuck there, then go back and do those physicalization exercises, get it out, process it, express it, let your body cleanse itself a little, and then go do the relaxing things that make you happy and joyful. Because if you can get some of this anxiety out, I think you'll be able to get back in touch with some of your happiness. And don't, lastly, number three, don't let those thoughts make themselves at home. Find a safe and healthy ways to release your emotions through exercise, physical activity, all the things that we just said before. So fill your life with joy, meditation, art, and practice gratitude. Gratitude for what's good in your life now. Practice gratitude for what is going right. You're listening to this, to this show. Something's going right. Um, perhaps being grateful for people who love you or have cared about you. And in doing this, make more room in your life for happiness and joy. If nothing else, these techniques and suggestions will help you make room in your life. So you can have room for happiness and joy. And that might just mean having to tell your anxiety once in a while to get out of your house and take a hike and go find somewhere else to live because I'm going to make room in this house for some happiness. Thanks again to all of you for joining me here on Scotland Talks. And if you want more information, again, you can go to annscotland.com or join our joyful family on Twitter or Instagram at annscotland. And I just send you joy today, and I wish you a day of savoring the delicious and the beautiful. I'll see you next time.